Welcome, and thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Hashtag Be the Good in Your Hood. It's a podcast dedicated to sharing the essential change that can occur in your place, in your neighborhood, and in your life through simple acts of hospitality. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley. All right, well, welcome back to another week of Hashtag Be the Good in Your Hood podcast. Uh, we are here with Shannon Martin. Uh, she's the author of Start With Hello, and she lives in Indiana, and she is a part of all kinds of different conversations around the country around neighboring and making your place a better place to live. And so we are very grateful that you're here with us today. And so, Shannon, thank you for joining us, and welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and, and to chat with you both, so thanks. Well, we love to find out from people just from your own perspective. I know you having written a book about this really in general, I feel like I kind of know a little bit about your role in the neighborhood, but I would love to hear from you if you were just to say what your role is in your neighborhood, what would it be? Yeah, yes. So for just a little bit of further context, I live in the Chamberlain neighborhood of Goshen, Indiana. So we're way up here by the Michigan line, northernmost part of Indiana. And I would say my role in this neighborhood is primarily as a learner. I mean, I see myself as, you know, we moved, my family moved into this neighborhood a dozen or so years ago, and that became my crash course on what does it look like to live as a neighbor? Why does this matter? Um, you know, kind of the, so what, who cares, you know, really diving into that and understanding why it was, you know, fundamental to living the good life, I would say, and, and anything I have learned has been from the people around me. You know, so I, I've written three books now that are all very community and neighbor centric. Um, and it's because quite simply, my, my neighbors, my actual neighbors changed my life. They changed the way I see the world. They changed the way I see my place in the world and my view on faith, my lens on politics, on hospitality, all of these things. So yeah, everything I know came secondhand. Would you would you say that this learner posture came as you moved into this neighborhood or was that something you brought with you from where you lived before? No, this this was new to me when we landed here. So when when we came into this neighborhood, we had moved out of a much more rural context and I had lived most of my life in rural contexts. Um, and And honestly, I had always lived in places where the the people around me, the vast majority of people around me looked, lived and believed like I did. And, you know, so that had its perks, quite honestly. But when we landed here in this neighborhood, all of those all of those aspects were turned on their head. And I didn't know anybody in this city. I was brand new to everything. I had, you know, a preschooler and and two a kindergartner, a second grader. We were in a different phase of life then, and I was just, I was a little lonely. I was looking for community, but I was looking for community in, in ways that I don't think I could have even articulated. I'm an introvert by nature, and I still am. So there was a part of me that, you know, I now believe that we are all looking for community, even if we haven't quite admitted it to ourselves. And that's, that's where I was. And so, yeah, being welcomed by my neighbors, being welcomed by this community, woke me up to the possibility of it all. You know, what's possible when we really do look around us and and recognize that there's something really special about the fact that I'm here in this place in this time and so are you. 
and let's figure out why that matters. I mean, that's that that way of living um, unlocked this thing inside me that I didn't even quite know was in there. And now I find I find reason after reason to talk about it, to write about it, to think about it. It's just become it's become my my perspective on the world. It really has. As a learner, what would you say is your newest or most recent learning? Oh man, I mean, I would say I'm I'm gonna I try to when people ask me for examples, there are so many that I could leave to, but I I've learned to just try to reach for the most recent. And so I will tell you, this happened less than one hour ago. I was sitting in a at an appointment, waiting for an appointment with my daughter, and I got an email from a friend an old friend who I haven't seen in a few years. And she said, I just wanted to let you know I'm back in your neighborhood. And what I learned from that is there is something about the long haul aspect of this. There's something about the slow, you know, this, this is slow work and we can let it be slow work. We don't have to rush anything. She's somebody I have connected with in various ways over the years in various seasons and, you know, we'll connect and then she kind of disappears for a while. I have written about her in a couple of my books. Um, she's just a really special person to me. And, and just, you know, as of an hour ago, she's back in my life. And so we were texting then while we waited, you know, I, I was saying, where are you in the neighborhood? She's in a, a, in a different home than she was previously. I don't know. There's just, there's something special about um, enduring. I mean, I think that's, you know, enduring in a place for the long haul. A lot of my neighbors, there's a transient element to a lot of my neighbors. They, they do come and go, but there's something so meaningful about when they come back and when they reach out to me, I can think of things I have learned from her. And, and even I wrote about her, not by name, but in start with hello, I wrote about receiving hospitality from her. Um, and I wrote about her inviting me over and, and making me toast. And, you know, just this idea of one of the most important things I've learned from my neighbors and learn all the time is that we do not have to complicate hospitality. And we're honestly better off when we don't. You know, she invited me over, she boiled some water for tea, and she put bread in her toaster and made toast for me. And it was just a, a beautiful thing. And then, you know, then she's gone from my life for a while and now she's back. And those are the really ordinary and, and simple, but very joyful and hopeful things that just make me love this place all the more. Yeah. So I just, I think that's so great for you to say that you endure or you've been there a while. Tell us how long you have been in this neighborhood now. Mm -hmm. We've been here, I think it's 12 years in August. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's, you know, in so many ways, I don't know why it still feels kind of new. I think because I just, because I'm in that learning posture now where every day it just, it doesn't feel stagnant to me. It just, you know, there's something very alive about living here. And, and at the same time, I understand the impulse to go try something new, go off to greener pastures, whatever the case may be. And the reality that, that many of us don't have a say want to always like acknowledge like we don't all get to decide where we live and if we come or if we go there are a number of reasons why people might not necessarily have a say in that and so I'm I'm grateful that as of right now we get to have a say in it and and I, I just continue to learn the value of letting those roots grow down and you've really even shared in your your time there both the welcome you've received but in your learning of of what it looks like to extend that welcome 
in different places. Mm -hmm. And so maybe that'll just launch us into our other question of if you could tell us what good you have seen come from the practice of hospitality, particularly in your neighborhood. And again, this could go either direction. The good you've seen when you've received hospitality or you've extended hospitality. Yeah. How have you seen that bring out good where you are? I mean, I could talk about this for the next 72 hours straight. Um, I, I so appreciate it that you frame it as giving, like extending hospitality and receiving hospitality, because I'm a big proponent that if we're not doing both, we're not actually living hospitality. We're not actually living real community. And we're not actually living as neighbors with each other. Mm. We ha- It has to just be a constant taking turns. So the, the, the best thing I've seen is in my own self and, you know, in, in the ways that plays out in, in parenting my kids and, you know, as, as our family continues to grow and we become, you know, as we all become, which we're always doing, learning to receive hospitality. I don't know that I, that I ever really knew how to do that. I didn't know the importance or significance of that. I come from a faith context or, you know, faith background that really values offering hospitality, but didn't talk so much about what it looks like to just receive really humbly from the people around us. And and so, you know, if I had to pick, which I know I don't have to pick, we get, we get it all. But if I had to pick which one is most significant to me, it is the receiving because that's the that's the the aspect of it that challenges me the most when when I first came into this neighborhood and this is it's a very diverse neighborhood in every sense of the word but it is a lower income neighborhood and my husband works as a full-time jail chaplain we live in a neighborhood where many people would land after incarceration and so a lot of the people closest to us a lot of the people in and out of our home in our lives are post incarcerated people they're people without financial means a lot of the time. And so I just remember early on being offered hospitality or, or offered, you know, generosity. And my impulse was always, oh, no, 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 I'm good. I'm fine. Like there was this layer of me that felt like, you know, you, you can't afford it or I don't want to take from you. And what I learned pretty quickly was it's, it's, we all want to be generous, we all want to be the one, you know, the superhero saving someone's day or, you know, the person offering welcome. And so I was going to have to learn to get more comfortable with receiving whatever was offered to me. And, and so I, I would say a lot of what I think of when you ask that question is just the way it, it changed me. So when I hear that, and I, I identify with what you're saying with that is different places we've lived, you know, we moved there on purpose to help. Right. Yeah. And that's that was the the goal of moving across the country and raising funds for doing the different things that we were doing. And we went in with this almost assumption that everyone needed us. Yeah. And so when we actually were offered something, it was really hard to receive it because of that mm-hmm. that mindset. And and for us to learn that and to to glean from people to say, Hey, yeah, I I want to give you the opportunity to give back as well. Right. What what kind of assumptions have you had to break down in your own life when it comes to that? Yeah, I I think a lot of them just, you know, a lot of this is baggage that I bring from my own upbringing or, and I don't even like to use the word upbringing because, you know, we're all doing the best we can. Right. Um, But I just, I absorbed some baggage along the way that, like you said, Dave, I'm, I'm here to be 
the the one serving the one giving the one that that kind of sets up this this playing field that's not level at all and so our intentions might be really good but we can just do a lot of harm even in our good intentions um so yeah i i think it's just it upsets the the whole system that we think we're we're under in one of in my second book, The Ministry of Ordinary Places, I actually made a list. <laughs> I, I it's like part of the book, a list of of things that people had given us, like physical things that we had been offered. And it's a it's an amusing and a really touching list of of and it, I guess the point of me writing about it was, you know, this was it when I was actively learning, oh, people are our generosity might look different. You know, the things we might offer our hospitality, they might look different, but at its essence, the heart behind it is the same. And so I just, I really learned and I have to force myself sometimes to remember it. it and I, there could be exceptions to this. I can't think of any off the top of my head. If somebody offers me something, I'm going to receive it. And it takes real work sometimes to mm -hmm. not say, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. But when we default to that I'm fine position, we're just furthering the space between us as we go about trying to help people. It kind of creates a situation where I'm fine, but you might not be fine. I'm fine, but you need my help. I'm fine, but I get to serve you. So I just, I tell people all the time, if I could give one, you know, when people say to me, okay, you're making the case, Shannon, that I need to kind of get to know my neighbors just at a basic level, no matter what your neighborhood looks like. We're all in different places and there's not one that's better or worse than the other. No matter what your place looks like, how do I get started? My advice is always ask for help. That's my, that's my favorite tip. Find a way to ask for something you need. Most of us are uncomfortable with that, which means that's exactly what we should be doing. It doesn't have to be anything earth shattering you know, it could be, you know, you have a really tall ladder and I don't have a really tall ladder. Could I borrow the really tall ladder? It could be, will you check my mail for me while I'm out of town? Or I mean, the list goes on and on, but those things, you know, my, our next door neighbors are leaving for a, a trip tomorrow. Um, and they've said over the years, will you grab our mail for us? And there's, there's something in all of us that feels like, yes, I'll grab your lawn or your mail. You know, it just, it feels like such a win, such an easy way to help somebody out. We have to be sure that we are making space for other people to experience that. I like that picture of, you know, of making space for other people, because that's such a hospitable thing to do, you know, to make room yeah. in our lives. But this good you're talking about, um, I just, the word transformative came to mind as far as just what, what it does to us, but really not just us in that, you know, that it's transforming yeah. a whole neighborhood. It's transforming our, our perspective. Like you said, it, it changed the whole way that you see the world, yeah. um, which in effect really is transforming lots of neighborhoods. Like, you know, it's kind of yeah. this ripple effect. Um, and so I love, I love that you've, in some ways, you've made a lot of room in your place for people to, um, to receive help, but to also grow and become and really be who they are, where they are which is, is a really beautiful part, I think, about hospitality, that we are, we are safe to be and live in that space. And so that's some incredible yeah. good that you have seen. Yeah, and you your... know, the, the math checks out. You know, like you said, it creates this ripple effect. I'm just, I'm so convinced that as we learn to be neighbors together, I don't really like to use the language of, you know, my book or anything I talk about, what we're talking about today, it's not about how do I be a better neighbor? 
that's so one-sided, but it's, you know, I really intentionally worded that, that subtitle, how to live as neighbors, because it implies this back and forthness, this mutuality. As we learn to be neighbors together, it makes our neighborhood stronger. And as our, as one little place, one little corner of the world gets a little bit more connected and a little bit stronger, that makes the world a little bit better and a little stronger. I mean, it just, it works. The math does not ever break down and I'm not great at math. That's not my strong suit, but I do know that this math checks out. Yeah. As we end here and just kind of wrap up this idea of, of transformation and, and giving and receiving, what is what are some ways for other people to kind of hear more or connect to you um, if they want to hear more about what you're doing or read more about what you're putting out? I know you put out lots of cool stuff all the time. And so how do they how do they find mm-hmm. you? Yeah, thanks for that. The, probably the 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 hub would be my website. And so that's shannonmartin.com. My parents did get a little creative with my first name. So it's Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-A-N. And I have to fumble through that every single time I have one of these conversations. Thanks, mom and dad. But yeah, shannonmartin.com. You can find links to my books there. I mean, my books are available wherever you get your books. But you can also sign up for my email newsletter. Um, and that's I. it's titled The Soup. And there's there are reasons for that that you can discover on, on my website. I, I care a lot about food. I work part-time on staff at a community kitchen. And so food is just a regular part of my life. But I also like the idea of life being really integrated. So yes, subscribe to my Substack, The Soup, and find me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram most days. It's just a place where I show off my, my neighborhood that I love. That's awesome. I'm excited just to learn a little bit more about your neighborhood because like you said, there's something really beautiful about the places that we live. And so maybe that's just an encouraging thing for all of us this week. Um, as you have learned from your place um, and every day is an opportunity to do that, that we should go and see what we can learn in our own neighborhood. Um, I love, I think there's a couple of places where you even mentioned like you, you know, snap pictures of, of a certain area of your neighborhood, which we did that in one of the neighborhoods we lived in. There was a sign that said the name of our neighborhood and our kids were little. And I mean, they're still cute now, but they were super cute, you know, as little <laughs> tiny people. Um, but we did it on seasons. And that's always been a really fun thing to look back at and see how things are changing, but also sometimes what we miss if we don't just stop yep. and, and look at it. So the encouragement to learn from your neighborhood, whatever that looks like this week, yeah. whether it's urban, rural, spaced out houses far away, um, see what you can learn. Something new. Yeah something that will change you, but also uh, will have the impact to change others around you. So thank you so much for joining us, Shannon. I'm encouraged. Um, I feel like I should, even though it's really hot outside, I should just go outside and learn something uh, from the people around (laughs) me. So thank you for sharing with us. So good to have you here today. Thanks a lot. (laughs) 